So we covered this case with Mommy Dead and Dearest. Uh-huh. Episode five. <gasps> it was that long ago? 2017. Oh, my. Episode five episode is the last time we talked about this. We didn't even know we had two years of a pandemic barreling towards us. No idea. Oh, my God. Beautiful tropical fish we were back then. <laughs> little babies. Little Muppet babies. Oh. Jillian Pensavalli. Hi, Patrick Hines. Uh, fam, before we get to the show, join us on the Patreon if you want more Jillian and me. There's a couple ways you can even consume us there. Oh, wow. So okay. I keep saying we just recently uploaded our live show from Obsessed Fest yes. to the Patreon in video form. So it's not the podcast version. Like, you can actually you can watch, watch it. it. It's, like, professionally edited and it was professionally shot. Three cameras they yeah. used. And we had the whole opening number with our Broadway dancers, which was a total surprise. So I yeah. watched that on a loop over and over and over again. It's so fun. Check it out. You also get over 350 full ad-free bonus episodes. Tell the people a couple. Well, you can get Bad Vegan, yep. Puppet Master, yep. Hillsong, Murder Among the Mormons, yep. that Gacy thing from Peacock, The Vow. I'm going to go back a couple years. Yeah. I'm going to say The Disappearance of Madeline McCann, uh-huh. OJ Made in America, right. Killer Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Remember, Remember that the, That's yeah. the one, fam. If you want the funniest joke that's ever been made, it's <laughs> in that series. I don't remember where it is. You'll know it when you hear You'll it. You'll know it. Get the Facebook group if you know what I'm talking about. Yep. It is the the funniest moment in the history of True Crime Obsessed. There was a meme about that joke today, <laughs> even, in the group. Yes. So you'll know it. Oh, also, this is a robbery we did in 2021 oh, about yeah. the, the heist at the Gardner Museum. Yeah. That's still unsolved. The empty five, frames. Yes. And then we went and saw the actual empty frames in person. $500 million of art that they stole and no one knows where it is to this day. Unbelievable. Unreal. Love fraud, wild crime, tons of stuff. So much. Sophia murder in West Cork. Yeah, remember, remember that I one? I hated that guy. God, I hated the Ian, whatever it is. Poetry. Yeah. That <laughs> bad poetry. <laughs> he was like, Stand up in a pub and just recite the poetry. Everyone Nobody just wants her. to have, have a, a beer. Pint. God have your damn Guinness. it. Jesus. All right, girl, what are we talking about today? So this is Killer Cases, episode six. It's called Killing Mama. Oh, my goodness. What an incredible mother this is taking on this challenge of erasing a, a child with so many medical problems. They believe she might have leukemia could not walk, was in a wheelchair. I mean, you name it, this this girl had it. What eventually came out fairly quickly was that it was a scam. The big shock to a lot of people was that she was up and walking around. At some point, you decided to kill your mother, is that correct? Yes. TV, Blanchard had been stabbed multiple times in the back. Very brutal, extremely, extremely brutal, and almost a severing of her head. I I don't think we're ever going to get the full story from either one of them as to what actually went down. So the question is, who's the mastermind? So we have to do a little bit of a disclaimer here right at the top. Yes, please. Patrick and I, we know that the G word is a slur. Correct. Unfortunately, this is the story of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. It is her name. Yes. So I have done extensive research, and while we know that it is a slur, we cannot get around the fact that it is her name. And you've consulted people that we, like, whose opinions we respect about how to handle this. Uh, Yes. So please understand the context in which we're saying that word in this episode. We are not saying anything about the Romani people. or It is her name. Yes. You will hear that word, but rest 
rest assured that we know that it's a slur and we yes. would never use it in any other way, but unfortunately it's her name. Correct. There Thank you go. for saying that. You're welcome. So my first note is, is it just me or is this coming up on like 15 minutes long? It goes on forever. But then I was it's like- half the episode. It, but it is. <laughs> it's like, I, had to, I went back to take notes on all of it. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. So a lot of this story, if you remember, I mean, people know this case, yeah. but I'm glad we're revisiting it because I felt even more empathy for Gypsy Rose Blanchard yeah. in this. Like, this is a real tough one where somebody is like brutally murdered and come for me if you want to. I can see all sides of it. Yeah. And I, I just, the outcome at the end of this is just not good. I yeah. think like we it's made the wrong decision bad. here. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so we're in Springfield, Missouri. Yes. And we learn about Dee Blanchard, who's the mom. And yes. she's the one who gets murdered because she is a fucking nightmare. She's an evil, evil person. She had uh, moved here uh, after Hurricane Katrina, had this daughter, Gypsy, who had all kinds of uh, medical issues. They believe she might have leukemia, um, that she was asthmatic, that she had seizures. She was paralyzed from the waist down, could not walk, was in a wheelchair. I mean, you name it, this this girl had it. Someone says, you name it, she had it. Yeah, this persists until Gypsy's like 19 years old. Yes. But we learn that like none of it is true. Right, and so she would do this for money, yes. right? So like the community, of course, they like survived Hurricane Katrina and oh my God, this poor woman is doing this by herself. She gets a house from Habitat for Humanity for being a Hurricane Katrina survivor. Right, which is like, is that true even? I don't even know if it's true that they were. Like you do yeah. not fuck with these people. What on earth? But they have, D, the mother has her daughter in a wheelchair it looks very like when you see the two of them you're like we yes. have to help this poor yes. person she's a single mother raising her kid by herself in the mommy dead and dearest we meet the dad yes remember, remember that the dad who like feels very bad about it all but doesn't really do anything to intervene yeah look a lot of people look the other way yes. or like didn't feel like and doing we'll enough work and we'll hear more of that later yes but then suddenly because it goes the community goes from like oh my god D this woman she's doing it by herself and yeah. oh that her poor daughter and let's do everything we can to oh my god she's found dead She's been, the mom is found dead. She's been murdered. Brutally murdered in her bedroom in the middle of the night. And more than that, Gypsy, the special needs daughter, is missing. Is missing. And then we get that now infamous yes. Facebook post. Because, and like, the mother was so fucking controlling. They had a shared Facebook account, yeah. even though Gypsy was 19 years old. 19 years old. Sharing. She babied her. I know. Because she wanted, I mean, she has Munchausen syndrome, right? Right, yes. Where, which is like, you just convince yourself and everyone else that you're sick or someone else yes. is sick or whatever. Yeah. But she also like wanted her to be a little baby forever so like she couldn't do anything on her own it was a way to control and keep her and daughter close to her we'll also learn whenever she acts like a like an actual teenager she locks her in a shed for right. days at a time like this is a horror movie horrible but the facebook post friends had seen a facebook post on dd and gypsy's shared site that bitch is dead that bitch is dead. Can we take a quick pause here to talk about this prosecutor, Nathan Chapman? Sure. And how he looks exactly like a very low rent version of Lance Bass. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, for the rest of this episode, I just have low rent Lance Bass says. Oh, dot, dot, wow. Dot. Okay. Super low rent Lance Bass. I didn't catch that, but great. I'm happy to. I couldn't unsee it. Once I was like, who does he look like? Oh, low rent Lance Bass. I never go back and watch the thing after yeah. we record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have to go back and just to get my eyes on this guy. <laughs> I don't know how it went totally over my head. I missed it. You're not one to just miss a boy band ref. I don't understand. I know. You know how I feel about I know, the boy bands. I, know. I really dropped the ball uh, here. I'm sorry. Every, my sincerest apologies. Do you remember last step when we established that I spent my 20s just like cruising going for around? Bar, cruising like, for... Sure. We'll use the word cruising. Yeah. Cruising bars and you just like wanted to have a good time with your friends. Yeah. I do God, remember that. It was very different. But look at us now. <laughs> 
So anyway, friends and family see the Facebook post and they contact the local sheriff's office who went to do a welfare check and that's when they found Dee Dee, the mom's body. Now, the daughter, Gypsy, is not at the house, but her wheelchair is. Yes. And that is a major red flag because everyone thought that she couldn't walk. And the assumption is that she can't. So they're thinking someone has taken this child out of her wheelchair and is holding her captive somewhere and she has no ability to move herself. Like everyone is panicking. We have to go save her, right? And especially because the Facebook posts, now there's like more posts happening, that say Dee Dee is dead and Gypsy has been raped and assaulted and kidnapped. Exactly. So the Facebook account is sort of leaning into this panic here. But like, hashtag stay stupid because... By tracking the internet data on the Facebook post, police were able to locate a possible suspect almost 500 miles away outside Waukesha, Wisconsin, to the home of a young man by the name of Nicholas Godijan. Right away. They track it to an IP address that's at a house 500 miles away in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And it's Nicholas Godajan. Yeah. Now, <laughs> do you remember the big thing that happened in our episode? The McDonald's? That, yes, that everyone talked about to this day. Yes. We learned that, like, while he was, quote, courting Gypsy, he went to a McDonald's where he was masturbating to porn for nine hours. Nine hours. Nine hours. And then we ended that and went right into an ad for a product called Handy. Handy. <laughs> Now, here here's a little just peek behind the curtain. Yeah. We don't pick when ads come That's on the true. show. That's so when, when advertisers buy spots on the show, yeah. we're told this is ad one, yep. ad two. So we have no control over which number it is. And we don't put them in, like, we make the episode, we send it to editors, and yes, we approve the edits and all of sure. that. But we don't, I wouldn't have known, it never occurred to me that the handy right. ad would go right after. And, and it, it, like, wasn't on purpose. It, no. it was just something that happened. To solve a mystery, it was not on purpose. We have no control over the order of the ads. I just want that to be totally clear. So that wasn't a little, like, wink uh, from us to you. Nope. It just was a thing that happened. It was just a beautiful moment. It's a thing that happened. So we learned the cops go to this Nicholas, go to John's house. And I don't remember this from the original doc, but apparently there was, like, a standoff. A bit of a standoff. Between him and the cops. He's, like, waving a gun around. Holy shit. But they finally get into the house. Yes. And Gypsy's there. And she's alive. And she's totally fine. They learn quickly because they find, like, disguises including a box of wigs I know those and wigs are horrible the wigs are horrible I would they wear don't make every any li- sense I would wear them all at a live show yeah. that's how you know they're bad but Gypsy's there they found her along with a load of cash and disguises and wigs she and go to John had used she was there of her own free will and that's when they first learn not only that but they're actually in a relationship boyfriend and girlfriend dating. So, like, she's not being kidnapped. They are together. Yes. And she's not sick at all. She can walk. She, there's nothing. And we learn this because they take her to, like, the local police precinct where they, it's like the, you know, the camera in the corner of the room for the interrogation video. Right. She's just, like, standing up, walking around the room. To all of us, we know the story. It's not shocking. But at the time, like, especially to her little town where she came from, this was wildly shocking. And, like, what they were given. Trips. I mean, the mother has been doing this her entire, entire life. And she scammed people and charities out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I want to say, they address it later, and in case we forget to say it, then somebody asked Gypsy eventually, like, when did you know that you could walk? And she says, I always knew that I could walk. And she said, and they're like, well, then why didn't you tell anyone? Like, why didn't you do anything? And she said, I didn't think that anyone would believe me. I thought they would eventually tell my mom, and that would make my home life even worse for me. I feared her more than I feared anyone else. 
there's nobody in the world I'm more afraid of than my right. mother. Right. So she couldn't even confess and ask for help because that's right. how scared she was. Because the first step that anybody would do is call her mother. Of course. You know what I mean? Right. And, well, she, and even if her mother got in trouble, right. like where where from where Gypsy's standing, it feels like, well, she'll just blame me and attack me and yep. do all this horrible yep. stuff to and me. And who knows doing... what the mother has been telling her about why she can't like, ever tell anyone. And real, I just also really want to hit home like what this means. Yeah. Because we'll get into it later too, but like doctors, like surgeries, like yes. what this girl was put through yeah. physically because yeah. you can't just be like, oh, she's in a wheelchair and then like not actually act on it. Right. So like she unnecessary surgeries, like yes. horrible, like medication she was on that she didn't need. And we learn, I mean, I guess her being 500 miles away from home was a blessing because she goes to like a whole new round of doctors and they're like the cancer and the, like you don't have, fake. you have none of that. And that Gypsy didn't know. She right. said she started to piece that together when she was like 19. Right. But like she didn't know all this time that she wasn't sick with any of that stuff. I know. So Gypsy and Nick are down at the station and the cops are like, all right, the scam is crazy and that needs to be addressed. Yeah. But like, there's also a murder we have to deal with. <laughs> so let's figure that out. Yeah, Gypsy's yeah, yeah. totally fine. She's eating snacks. She doesn't ask about her mom or I why know. she's at the police station. I mean, she's free for the first time in her fucking life. And she's like walking and she doesn't have to hide. She just feels, yeah. Free. I like don't even want to call her mother. Her, her mother was her captor. Yes. She was her captor. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't she's see her. She's torturing her. Yes, absolutely. You know? So Detective Stan walks in and Gypsy's like, thank God you're here. <laughs> I know. I I don't know why I'm here. No one will tell me anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gypsy's not the best actress. But she thinks she is. Yeah. So they tell Which her. Reminds me a lot of me in high absolutely. school. Absolutely. <laughs> She's rehearsed this. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. um, they tell her that her mother's dead. And this is her big acting moment. Yes. She goes, Your mom's dead. Okay. Now. What I want to ask you is, your, your mom's your mom's passed away, okay? And she's deceased, all right? Uh, she's like, no, oh my God, was it a heart attack? Did she commit suicide? Please tell me she did not commit suicide. She, she had bipolar. She leans in and she's like, no, like, she's trying to do that thing where it's like, I, I no, I didn't hear the words you just said. Like, wait, what? I know. And she's saying like, oh, did she commit suicide? I love my mom. I love my mom so much. But... I think that emotion is real. I think she does love her mother. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, the thing that we have to remember that is so easy to forget is that Gypsy is not making choices and saying things from a place that you and I are coming from. All she knew was how to lie and manipulate yes. because that's what her mother did to and everybody. And that's how she she started doing it to her mother to survive. Right. And she's doing it right now. We also learned she's never been to school. Her no. only schooling was Disney movies and books, they say. Like, she knows nothing of the world. She, all she knows how to get by is lying and manipulating. Yes, 100%. And so we're, we're watching her do it now. Even the narrator goes, but that was a lie. Like <laughs> right. most of her life. Like and I'm most like, no, of her but life. all of her life. I know, I know. But eventually the cops are like, cut the shit, kid. Right. We know you did it. And what's so interesting to me in this moment is that they're not talking to her about the fact that she's okay and walking. Yeah. Well, they might not know. They're not like from that part of the world. That's so they, they might guess. not know, you know? I guess so, yeah. yeah. But it's weird that they're not just like, so what? So when did you? Like, they're not talk, asking her those kinds of and questions. And, like, to yet. your earlier point, I think it's like, we gotta, can we just deal with the murder? Then we'll get to everything else. And the yeah, like, oh, oh, all right, yeah. hold on. Because it's a brutal murder. Right. So then we meet Fancy Maselli. Who's that? She's a podcaster, the oh. Good Wives Guide to True Crime. I, Fancy. I, I can't. <laughs> 
Fancy Maselli. What kind of name is that? That's Do an amazing name. you think she's related to Tony? Angela. Tony. I love Tony Danza. I love Tony Danza. I read his book. I love Alyssa Milano. I saw him at Studio 54. I've been... Okay, dying. what? I was just going to say okay. that every time he comes to town, yeah. it's on... Like, the last time he was in town, yeah. you know what we were doing? We were what? at Obsessed Fest. Oh, my God. And he did one show. And yeah. for some reason, last year when he came to town, I couldn't... It came to town. He's from here. Yeah. But he did a performance. and I. But next time he's here, we have to... I love him. I hear he's, like, the best. He's, like... I love him. Yeah. I met him. I have a picture with him. He was in... The Producers. Yes, but also... Was it A View from the Brit? What was he in? I don't know, but I have a picture with him. Oh my God, I'm I obsessed. I love him. He's so cute. Angela. <laughs> <laughs> this is where they go into she didn't have any education and Disney movies and whatever. Yeah. And like, Dee Dee was so abusive. Like, Gypsy had to have a full set of dentures because she would just like let her teeth rot out of her And head. like all of the medication she was on. But like, the, the thing is, like when Gypsy turns like 17 or 18, she's like at 18, she's like a fucking adult. Gypsy's mother locked her in a backyard shed when she learned her daughter was messaging with boys online. Um, in this shed is nothing um, except for a toddler bed. According to Gypsy, she was told that, you know, if you don't do what I'm telling you to do, I'll put you in there and you'll never come out again. And she says, like, if you disobey me or I find you doing this again, I'll put you in there and never let you out. I mean, I'd be terrified, too. Of course. Also, this is where the narrator says, as a teenager with dyed hair, sweetheart, that is a wig. <laughs> I know. I with know. dyed hair? I know. Like, that's a wig. I know, girl. I know. So, Gypsy and Nick meet on a Christian dating site. So, Nick is, like, the one that she... The boyfriend, Nicholas. The one that they thought, like, kidnapped her. The one who, like, had the standoff with the cops. Right. Interesting that, like, with all the shit that's going on, they meet on a Christian dating site. Oh, my God. Right. Now, it needs to be said here that Nick is on the autism spectrum. We came to learn he did have autism um, in that he was living at home with his parents and was primarily had this entire life and personality that was lived exclusively online. So Gypsy and, and Nick meet on this Christian dating site and she invites him to go see Cinderella with her. She loves Disney. They make Disney a big princess. deal that it's like the premiere of the new Cinderella movie in town and she dresses up like Cinderella and he dresses up like Prince Charming. Right. This could have been a whole other story. Like how sweet is that? It's cosplay, right. and, but the wig right. doesn't match no, the, the dress. No, She's wearing this really big red curly famous wig. Wi it's the famous picture of, if you've seen one picture of Gypsy, yeah. Gypsy Rose Blanchard, this is it. Right. And so Dee Dee, the mother, is like immediately jealous of Nick, the boy. Boyfriend. Who is dressed as Prince Charming. I just can't get over I it. I know. I feel like that was left out of the other dock. And like, find someone who'll do those things with you. A hundred Like, fuck yeah, I'll go see Cinderella and, and I'll, I'll dress, dress up. Prince Absolutely Char I will. Hands down. When, just yeah, tell yeah, me yeah, when. Yeah. Where do I have to be? I know. Thrilled to do it. My example of that is, sure, I'll come to a convention in Columbus and spend the weekend and do a live show with exactly. you. Exactly. I see And you, I girl. said it to you. <laughs> Happily. So, the mother is just jealous of Nick. Like, this is all like controlling and manipulative and anything that might take Gypsy away from her she hates and also gypsy is 19 like she should be there by herself but gypsy and nick have a plan so, do they ever they both sneak off in the middle of the movie and go and have sex in the bathroom the podcaster does not like this she doesn't like it at she's all she's real judging it was about her it. first sexual experience or any kind of like intimate experience sure, with like, anyone was in a bathroom at the movie theater which anyone could walk into by the but way but also to the judgy podcaster this is the oh she's it's 19 years old she she's brimming do. with hormones this is the only chance she's gonna get her mom is i say good for you yeah. gypsy Good for you. You go get yours in the bathroom at the movie theater in Cinderella. Clearly, it's what they both really wanted. <laughs> exactly. Who am I to judge? Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Now we're back to the interrogation, and she finally tells the cop, all right, fine. It's because he wanted me to, so 
my mom kept mentioning in the way of this being together. Sure, sure she did. I love him so much, but maybe can you can get help now? Her friend finally waves. He, he killed my mom. She finally said it. He killed my mom. It was all Nick. I'm so sorry I lied. Nick killed my mom. Yes. Now, some of that is true. Some of it is true. And again, like, it's easy to be like, oh, my God, what a horrible person. She threw her boyfriend under the bus. All this girl knows how to do is, like, her default for anything is, like, if I give her a dollar bill and I ask her what color it is, she's going to tell me it's red. Yeah. Because she She only knows how to lie. Right. It's not her fucking fault. I'm not saying you think it is. No, no, no. I'm not yelling at you. Good. But she... (laughs) I know know better than that. No. Yelled at all the time. But Gypsy was in on it too, she says. She says, I stole the knife from Walmart. She says she was at the house. She witnessed it. She handed him the knife. Her story is that like she lets him in after the mom goes to bed and then he puts her in the bathroom and like locks the door and goes and like assaults the mother and kills her. And she hears the mom screaming her name and she can't get out of the bathroom. And then he takes Gypsy after the fact into her bedroom and forces himself on her sexually. Right, and and she's saying, I'm terrified, I'm scared for my life, like he's a very dangerous, scary guy. We get another version of this story later, which I think is the truer it version, is, yes. which is that like after the fact... They both clean up together. He asks her to get naked while they're cleaning up the yes. crime scene, and then they go and have consensual because sex. Because that, like, that turned him on to yeah. see her doing that. But boyfriend Nick is in the other room down at the station, and he has a whole different version of this story. And I gotta tell you, his interrogatress yeah. is a female detective named Angela, Yeah, and I fucking love her. She is on top of it. She's on top of it, but she I feel like she got out of bed for this four minutes ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nick's story is he worships his yes. girlfriend. He loves her so much, and he would do anything for her. Yes. Now, I believe what Nick is saying. I believe Nick as well. Yeah. Because I think that Nick, and as we are told throughout, he's easily manipulated. Yes. You know? And again, that's all Gypsy knows how to do. Right. Is lie and manipulate. Yes. And also, like, let's just say it, everyone's life would be better without the mother around. A hundred percent. I am so conflicted about this because I am not sad that this woman is dead. Not a chance. Yeah. But being locked in that shed, you're telling me that Gypsy wasn't thinking, man, if I could just get someone and help me kill her. I know. Like, that's what you think about in those moments, I would assume. Yeah, and what's so scary for Gypsy in a moment of like, of having that thought is like, she has no idea how to take care of herself. And that is by design. Yes. You know? To keep her close. Exactly. It's all about the control. But so Nick is saying like, honestly... She asked me to. Okay. So, so Gypsy knew you were going to do it because Gypsy asked you to. Yes. Why did she ask you to do that? Because she felt it was her only way to be with me. Because, and then the truth is, okay, I'll admit it. I did actually stab her. I will admit it. And then he says, I stabbed her four times. The narrator cuts it and is like, girl, it was 17, 17 times. times. Now, we have footage of them. They've, we've tracked their movements. Yes. And we see them at the motel they stayed in that night. We see them buying bus tickets to Wisconsin. We see them getting on the bus to Wisconsin. They're both totally fine. Yes. Gypsy's not being held hostage by Nick. And neither one of them is traumatized by what they have done. They are very happy to be free. And I got to say, like, I cannot imagine what Gypsy must have been feeling. No. In terms of, like, being free and unafraid for the first time in her life. Right. And also just sort of trying to navigate this world. And also just walking. Yeah. Just like the experience of walking in public. And not having to like put on this facade of being sick. Like that must also be exhausting to just pretend to be in pain and uncomfortable all the time. You know what else would be exhausting? To listen to episode five of True Crime Obsessed and then listen to this episode. Somebody do it and tell me how it goes. Oh boy. (laughs) 
<laughs> I apologize. I know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry for all of it. Now we start to learn that Nick has a story about like how he was able to do this brutal murder. And he's telling Detective Angela this, that like there's good Nick and there's evil Nick. And the evil side is named Victor. So Victor <laughs> is one of the characters that Nicholas made up. Um, he's his evil side. And he claims that he is a 500-year-old vampire who enjoys killing. Victor did it. I didn't really want to. Victor is a 500-year-old vampire, and, like, that's what's going on. Now, yes. Fancy, the podcaster, doesn't believe it. Her name is it. really Fancy. That's what it said. That is... Fancy Maselli. <laughs> Angela. Mona. <laughs> I'm going to go home and watch Who's the Boss. Her I bet name you it is, still holds up. How, if the name Fancy exists, how is it not my name? I don't know. You know it what I mean? It is now. <laughs> Move over, Fancy. We got a new Fancy We got a new town. Fancy podcaster in town. Oh, there if there's you a go. Fancy podcaster, why is it not me? Well, it is. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I don't like Fancy's tone. I don't um, like her tone either. It's a very real disorder. Yes. And it seems like there's no, um, I don't know, like sensitivity or care in anything she's saying. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. And like, you know, Angela, <laughs> not Angela from Who's the Boss, Sorry. but Detective Angela. Right. Uh, to be flight. clear. Yeah. yeah. Detective Angela does ask, like, were you ever diagnosed with multiple personalities? And he says no. But he was on medication. He says he was on medications for, quote, the voices in my head, but he's off the medication. And I also just don't know that, like, he even necessarily knows what he's been taking. Right. And I, like, what he's what he's saying is that he loved and worshipped Gypsy so much, and she was in trouble, and she asked him for help. He thought he was rescuing Cinderella. 100%. Like, that's what he thought yep. he was doing, because that's how it was pitched to him, because and, all Gypsy knows how to do is I manipulate like that's what happened here no I agree and like I'm not easily fooled I don't think these are kids just making up a story to get away with murder like we do know that they did do that that like after the fact they did have a plan where they talked about an alibi and they talked about a story that they would say or whatever I think they are both being as honest as possible right now I agree with you, you and know? Nick a bit like Gypsy's story is to throw Nick under the bus and, yes. and lie about what happened and again I don't blame her because that's all she knows how that's to do that's all she knows how to do but Nick is not doing that like right. I think Nick is being as honest as he can to the best of his ability and Angela the detective was really smart because she said to him look if you love her here is your chance to prove it you need to tell us the truth right you cannot have her down the hall telling the truth and you make up a lie you tell the truth and he I think he did to the best of his ability 100% so they're both arrested breaking news now two people charged in the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard including her daughter Gypsy and her boyfriend Nicholas Godijohn both are now in custody they had solved the case both Gypsy and Nicholas were charged with first-degree murder. I just also want to say here, the documentary Mommy, Dead, and Dearest goes into it a lot more. Yeah. About how, I mean, when I say everyone, I mean everyone failed Gypsy here. Oh, my God. Because there is a lot about, like, doctors questioned it. Yes. Things were being questioned, but the mother was able to manipulate, and, like, no one really moved things forward. There were reports about it. Like, people did kind of try, and then it was just red tape and, and brick walls, but, like, they don't go into it here. Yeah. But she could have been saved, and she wasn't. And like, that was the, the, my big issue with the dad, because the dad kind of, like, I'm sure that Dee Dee was a monster and a total fucking nightmare. Yeah. And, like, it's just easier to walk away than deal with her or whatever right. but like you brought a kid into this world that kid is your responsibility it's you unbelievable know? that it happened at all yes. and that it got this far and it was especially the doctor like we see all the charts and you're like this kid is in a fucking wheelchair and I if I remember correctly like reports were made yes and sent to the hospitals and then so everyone was like well we'll figure it out like yeah how are you performing surgery I know that is unnecessary yeah. and nothing like how does that I can't
can't I can't wrap my head around how this happened for so long. Especially because there's so many red flags. You know what I mean? Like, like the fact that they're she's not putting Gypsy in school. She's not trying to give her any semblance of a normal life. Like we know what Munchausen by proxy looks like. Right. There's gotta be when you're in medical school, there's gotta be like, oh, and by the way, be on the lookout for these five things. Right. And she ticks all the fucking boxes. All of them. Like she is the mold here. Like yes. she like this is like look at this case. Exactly. For what not to ignore. Right. It feels very simple to me. Yeah. It's incredibly complicated, but it also feels very simple. And they also say that this abuse went on for 23 years. I mean. That is just fucking crazy. How? How? And 23, she's 23 years old and she can't have a friend? Right. Like, not just a boy, not anything like sexual. She can't have anyone else in her life that's not her mother because her mother can't control it. And I'm I, once again, isn't this the classic definition of Munchausen by proxy? Like this yes. Is, they're not. This, yes. How is everybody who is in the medical profession, their, their alarm bell's not going off right. constantly. And it's not just controlling. It's like, if the more people, the bigger their circle is, the easier it'll be to uncover the lie. Because right. Gypsy will say something or she'll get up to walk and some friend will be like, wait, wait what? Wait, yeah, of course. And I'm sure that that has to do with the move to Missouri after Katrina, if that right. story's even true. I'm sure they're moving a lot. Yeah. You know? Right. But low rent Lance Bass is back. He's the prosecutor. <laughs> He's here to tell us that. They're figuring out what to charge Nicholas and Gypsy with. And he says, due to that long-term uh, abuse that she had already suffered, that um, ultimately she ended up pleading to second-degree murder with a 10-year sentence in prison. With the possibility of parole in just a few years. They would allow her to plead to second-degree murder with a 10-year sentence in prison with the possibility of parole in just a few years. He's trying to sound like the nice guy. The truth of the story is he was afraid that a jury wouldn't convict her no matter what happened because she'd been so brutally abused by her mother for so long, they wouldn't care. Put me on that jury, she's acquitted. Yeah. I don't care what she did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm like, low-rent Lance Bass, thank you for giving her the lighter sentence, but you're not doing it because you're a good guy. You're doing it because you thought you would lose the other way. Because to that point, Nicholas who actually did the killing, who should be handled delicately also here, he's not. Right. You're saying that because he has autism. Right. And he has mental health issues. He has personality disorders. Like, they're not, if you really cared about what these kids have gone through, then care for both of them. Right. And that's the thing. And And I'm not comparing it because what Gypsy went through is, is, is... You can't compare it. Of course, but it's also just like, this is what's so fucked about our system. It doesn't matter what the actual circumstances are. It's all just about the wins for the prosecution. That's how you get, like, reelected or right. whatever. Why are we electing prosecutors? Know. You know what I mean? No one's considering the context here right. for both of them. And I think yes. context is very important with Nicholas as well. Yes. But since he actually physically did the killing and he admits that he did, right. they're really, really going after him. And so, like, low-rent Lance Bass is, like, showing this us... poor guy. <laughs> I'm sure he's love or is he not? I don't know. Uh, who knows? I don't know. But he's like showing the text messages that show like, quote, premeditation, that he was excited about the murder. Like he's talking to Gypsy in a way that he thinks will excite her. He's not like necessarily excited about the murder. You know what I mean? Right. Because he's saying, babe, it's my evil side doing it. Yes. You know, he's the one that enjoys killing. He's trying to impress her. And in this fucked up life, this is what it will impress her. And like, I guess the other, like, I... <laughs> Did Dee Dee have to die? No. But, th- like, in order for this to not happen, somebody needed to intervene so much sooner. So There's much blood sooner. on everybody's hands I agree. here, you know? She was failed by absolutely everybody. Yes. And, like, the only reason she got somebody to kill her mother was because there was no other way yeah. out for her. Yeah. It was a survival instinct. Yes, I agree with you. You know? Yeah. Because the prosecutor is saying, you know, Nicholas was so excited, he was really looking forward to it. But if you watch Nicholas during the trial, he's completely disconnected. Nicholas Godejohn seemed disengaged, one of the known affects of autism. 
you could tell just the way that he was, just not very socialized, um, just kind of, you know, odd behaviors, just sitting, slouching down in his seat and, and just, uh, you know, looking around in sort of a, an odd manner. He seems to have no care at all. Right. And they say, like, he was very easy to manipulate. They tell us he had a low IQ. He had cognitive disabilities. Like, and he worshipped her, remember? Like, he was perfect for this. And Gypsy manipulated and lied to him because that's all she knows how to do. Right. And then the defense puts Angela on the stand, the cop Angela, who interviewed him. And I just love her. Everywhere I see her, I'm like, I love her unless she's garbage. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe she's garbage. before. (laughs) If she's not garbage, I love her because she's on the stand and and Nicholas's attorney says to her, like, did he seem tired to you? And she says, yes. He said he seemed like he was tired when he said he was tired. And the lawyer goes, did that make you question if you should stop interviewing him? And she goes, no, sir. No. Being tired is not a deal breaker for an interview. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? got work to do. And she also didn't know that he was on the autism spectrum either. How would she possibly know that? Right. You know? Yes, exactly. So by trial day three, Gypsy's called as a witness in Nick's defense. Right. Like, her situation's already been determined. It's been determined she's going to get the 10 years and get out on parole soon. So she can speak freely and really tell the truth. And she does. Right. So now that story about Nick was the scariest person she's ever known and he raped her and he he did all this, like, that's not the truth. And now she's here to tell the truth. Right. Exactly. But it's kind of like too little too late. Yeah. And and like, we get all of the truth of it. Like, because the point of her taking the stand is to not like... No one wants to say, like, a killing was justified. But they're, what they're trying to say is that the killing was, like, necessary in Gypsy's mind. Again, giving context to what happened. Exactly. And so they get her to say that, like... Why were you in a wheelchair in, in June of 2015? Because my mother forced me to be in one. Was there a time between when you first were put in a wheelchair in June of 2015 that you figured out that you really didn't need to be in a wheelchair? Yes. When was that? I always knew that I didn't need the wheelchair. How did you know that? Because I could walk. She always knew she could walk. This is where she says she was told she had cancer, muscular dystrophy, needed glasses, hearing aids, seizure disorder. And she's like, I can't, there's so many, I can't even remember them. And like, it wasn't until she was 19 that she started to piece together that none of that was real. And so the defense is trying to show that Nicholas was trying to save her because she did need to be saved. Yes. So in this world, like it all sort of makes sense to Gypsy and Nick right now. And also like this monster that you're trying to paint, Gypsy's like, I paid for the knife. I made the Facebook post. Those didn't, like, yes, it was at his house, but it didn't come from him. I did that. Right. Meanwhile, it cuts to Nicholas, who just like doesn't even show signs of recognizing her. No. You He's know? completely disconnected from the entire experience. Yeah. And she says, like, it was my idea to kill her, and this is why. Right. Like, this is what my life was. I didn't have another way out. And honestly, like, did she? No. I like, mean, seriously. And this is the thing that, like, it's really hard to articulate because nobody, like, murder is bad. People shouldn't murder, yes. right? Like, uh, nobody wants anybody to be murdered, but I am not upset that this woman is dead. I'm not either. You know, because honestly, like, how much longer did Gypsy have if That's she stayed alive? That's the thing. Like, you know, Gypsy either would have died by suicide or would have died as a result of all the, like, fucking needless medication she was on. And people like Dee Dee, like, isn't that the ultimate sympathy card? Right. Like, yes. Right. That's what yes. she's doing all oh this for. Oh my God. I didn't even think you of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't trust that Gypsy would have lived a full life. Because, I mean, she was, She never had the opportunity. She, there was no chance of that. But, like, a long life. Right, yes. Because yes. 
where does it end? Right. Like there was no ending for this. And with honestly, except that because if if Gypsy hadn't gotten Nicholas to do what he did, Gypsy's rebellion was going to get worse. Yes. So it was either yes. again she was either going to die by suicide or her mother would kill. Like this situation is so fucked. And wh- like, why aren't other people held accountable? There should be other people held to account here beyond Gypsy and Nicholas. Right. And now she's like trying to save Nick on the stand. Yeah. After totally throwing him under the bus, and it's like she manipulated him and ruined his life but that's sort of Nick's lot in life like right. this is just something that happened right travel down the road and back again girl cozy earth is the sponsor this week i'm obsessed with the sustainability yeah and we're talking about luxury bedding yes. and luxurious loungewear fam cozy earth bedding is made using the finest premium viscose from highly sustainable bamboo it's about saving the planet right and it's also about saving your sleep yes. because their bedding is naturally temperature regulating which I you know. know we love so much it's truly the most important thing i think about so you or the person you give this to as a gift is going to sleep comfy all year round yeah you said gift i'm telling you tis the season to be giving this premium bedding so they enjoy this every single day I every know. night you're giving them something they get to use every day and forever like how like when was the last time you threw your sheets away i guess the last time i did was when i got cozier right <laughs> And also, can we please talk about the, the loungewear collection? Yes. It's luxurious. They have their ultra soft lounge pants. They have tees. They have pajamas. They have joggers. They have pullover crews. They have hoodies. They've got everything. Also, don't forget their premium plush and waffle bath towels. Yeah, I love them. The person you give these to will love them too. I'm not trying to be pushy with the no. gifts. I'm just saying. <laughs> Fam, we love Cozy Earth. And you can save 40% now on Cozy Earth. And you should hurry. Holiday offers end soon. Right. Go to CozyEarth.com slash TCO and be sure to enter TCO at checkout to save 40%. That's CozyEarth.com slash TCO. Ooh, Ooh, cozy. (laughs) So when they get to closing arguments, low-rent Lance Bass is like, if we're not careful, there can be a tendency to let Gypsy's narrative overshadow what we're really here to decide. Because all along, flying under the radar, coolly deliberately was the defendant, Nicholas Godijan. Let's not get that in the way of the fact that this guy killed somebody. I just wonder in these instances how much they believe what they're saying themselves. Yes. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes, He needs to win. He's got to win this thing. But, like, does he want to win? You know, like, does he really yeah. want to put away this kid for this thing for this long when, like, our system is just fucked? It's fucked. And it's, like, this, this specific situation. Yes. We also learn in this moment that the defense attorney, Nicholas's attorney, isn't going for a not guilty verdict. He wants just the lesser option. He wants what Gypsy had, which was guilty of second degree murder and the same sort of thing where like if he gets first degree murder, it's life without parole. No question. He's in prison forever. If it's second degree murder, it's a minimum of 10 years up to life, but it's not an automatic decision. And like perhaps he could be paroled or whatever. And get the same sentence that Gypsy Gypsy did. So the jury goes out. We, the jury, find the defendant, Nicholas Godijan, guilty of murder in the first degree. We assess and declare the punishment for murder in the first degree at imprisonment for life without the possibility of probation or parole. He gets life life without parole. And like none of the care or help he needs also. Like, yeah. I think everyone also did wrong by Nicholas. Yes. Like, I think no one is really 
it's not black and white. It's yeah. not an easy thing. It's very, very, very complicated. Is yeah. murder wrong? Yes. But you know what's also wrong? Like torturing your kid for attention and money. For 23 years. So like, yeah. forgive me right. if I think <laughs> that they did wrong by him here. Yeah, I agree. You know? And like, yeah. does he have anyone like appealing, like appealing for him? It or, doesn't like, seem like he's got him? anybody on his side. Like, Jesus, I don't think it's the right call. I'm no. saying it. Like, <laughs> I think you did wrong. And juries get it wrong all the time. Right. <laughs> and this one absolutely got it wrong as far as I'm concerned. Oh, girl, we did Killer Cases Episode 6. Killing Mama, it's called. The, uh, the titles of these episodes it's are hard. awful. They're I horrendous. Today, can we never revisit this case? Yes. This I'm, is so sad. It's very sad. I'm uh, I'm done with it. Yeah, okay, great. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And just know, I just want everyone on the jury to know that I'm mad at them. Yeah. If that. <laughs> As long as they know that, I'm, You've been I'm, I'm okay. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Fam, join us on the Patreon. You can get right now the video version of our live show from Obsessed Fest. It's so fun. The full opening dance number, the six dancers that we hid. Our show wasn't until Saturday night. They were there since Friday morning. We hid them we hid from them. the rest of the people at Obsessed Fest, and we lied about it. Someone asked us when we did our panel, our like VIP Q&A. Our Q&A right before the live show. They were like, oh, like, do you think you would ever have the dancers back again? And we were like, you know, we oh, really wish love we could. To, but knowing full well that they were going to see them in 30 minutes and like that night yeah, we yeah, were yeah, like yeah. you know it's just really hard and equity and I like know. all the rules and we just I don't know and this is our first let's just see how the first Obsessed Fest goes we're like maybe next I don't know oh, maybe and then we'll meanwhile they, oh my god and like the way that they are introduced it's a total surprise it's yeah, so sexy it's really go fun. check it out yeah. I'm so obsessed talk about overacting me and you were really <laughs> making a meal of it as they say also, you get 350 full ad-free bonus episodes to download and binge right this second. You get right. our ad-free episodes. You get our after parties. There's so much stuff there. So much stuff. And the calendar. The calendar's coming Oh, my God. The calendar's coming. The calendar's coming for Christmas, and you don't want to miss the calendar. It's, I, I love the calendar. I was, tell, I was talking to Steve about it today, and I was like, I love it. I never <laughs> want to not do the calendar. It's so much fun to plan. I love it so much. Also, follow us on TikTok, fam. It's True Crime Obsessed Pod. We've got so many videos from Obsessed Fest, from just like us being from silly, everywhere. from our live shows that we've done forever. Yeah. So great. Follow Obsessed Fest on on Instagram at Obsessed Fest. We're going to be putting pieces of Obsessed Fest every day throughout the year so you can see it all. All right. And that's it. There you go. All right, fam. We love you. We love you so much. I hope you're enjoying these bonus apps. I know, me we too. We love making them for I you. I love making them. So thanks. All right, bye. Okay, bye. I love a wig and a laugh. It never lands. It never gets a laugh. But you insist every time. Fam, I don't understand. <laughs> you get mad at me when I don't wear wigs on a live show, but then I do and you don't laugh. Who gets mad at you? I, whenever, like, I remember we were in Boston once yeah. after, like, a, a Chicago show where I did a whole bit that didn't land. Yeah. And I cut the bit. And I told Boston, I'm like, well, I used to have this bit that I did here, but I cut it in Chicago because nobody laughed. And they got really mad. They get mad. Yeah. All right. So I'm just well, thinking if I wear win. a wig, you got to laugh, everyone. You can't win for losing, as they say. <laughs> Believe but, me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> 